Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and I'm joined by Greg Brown. Look ahead to this week's betting action in Scotland. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you feeling? Just the two of us this week. It is. You recover from your bout of man flu? Yeah, yeah, just about. Still. <laughs> I've got some remnants in my chest, but uh, we'll soldier on. Uh, yeah, just you and I this week. No uh, no Norway podcast, unfortunately. No, just couldn't uh, line up diaries with David, unfortunately. He's a very busy man, is our David. Um, it's the last weekend of matches in the Oberstliga, and I think we've got three rounds of games left in the Lita Zarian. So, David will return next week as we close in on the end of the season in Norway. Yeah, and I'm sure David will still uh, give us the nod on what he fancies this weekend. Maybe we can put that put that out somewhere as well. Uh, for yeah, him. I think he'll send me a few tips on the channel that I'll be shooting my members uh, later today. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, so we're going to focus on Scotland for this podcast. We'll try and keep it pretty brief. Uh, we had the introduction of VAR last weekend, Greg. We did, and I guess it went okay. I think there's a couple of dodgy calls, especially in the Hearts versus Celtic match. But yeah, Hibernian versus Johnson, the first use of VAR in Scotland. And obviously delighted to see St Johnson win. Um, not aided by R, may I add. Um, although Hibs did get a man sent off. And I think that's Hibs now having received or there's been a sending off in pretty much all of Hibs' home games this season, or a few of them anyway. It's been mad and probably more to come with the introduction of VAR. I'm sure there'll be fun and games this weekend. Uh, we've got a full card to look at in Scotland. Uh, and obviously we've had our teams in Europe this week, but probably less said about that, the better again. Uh, so let's get started. We've got um, four games on Saturday in the Premiership. We've got a couple of games on Friday night, the Championship. And obviously the rest of the games uh, take place across the other leagues on Saturday. We've got a couple of games on Sunday. Uh, so we're going to dive right into the Premiership. We've got the United v Motherwell Greg. Uh, the United have lost their last two, uh, but they've got a pretty good record uh, in this game. Motherwell just won one in seven, uh, but to be fair, they've had quite a tough run of games lately. They have. It's been a tough run of games for, I guess, both sides. The bookies really can't call this match. Uh, I think both clubs were at 13-8 to eight to win. I mean, when you see that, you just know straight away that the bookies really don't know how this game's going to pan out. I think with United at home, they would be slight favourites for me, just in the fact they've won their last two home games. A 4-0 defeat of Aberdeen and a 1-0 defeat of Hibs. And that's when you think maybe United are going to turn the corner. But since then, they, I think they drew up one all up at Ross County. Then a disappointing 2-1 win at, we'll say, high-flying St Mirren um, yeah. last weekend. But this is a game that both managers and both clubs really need to get a win from. As you say, Motherwell, six defeats in seven. They have had a tough run of games. They've played Rangers, Celtic, Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen. But this is a, a tough game for them. I don't see them getting three points here, Motherwell. Um, I'm, I'm going to go on the goals angle for this match. Um, it's not a place they enjoy coming to, Motherwell. Just one win in 11 at Tannadice from Motherwell. I think they've been very wasteful in some of their games this season. They've not lost by many, the games they have lost. Hmm. They've just lost by the old goal. They went down 2-1 last weekend at home to Aberdeen. But like winning, losing is a habit as well. And this could see them now seven defeats in eight and start to tumble down that league. I don't think Motherwell are going to make any inroads on top six this season. I think, in fact, I've called out the start of the season and post that Motherwell to finish bottom six 
is one of the best bets of the season, and I'm still sticking with that. Mm-hmm. And what I would say as well, no wayside has won this fixture in the last eight. So it's, it's a massive, massive game for both sides. I just think the goal line set high, given the fact that both sides will be thinking they can get a win here. And if Motherwell can be a bit more clinical in front of goal, uh, especially Van Veen, then I'm sure we can see goals in this match. And I do like the look of the over two and 2.5 Asian line at 9-10. to 10. So that's half states back if there's two goals. Yeah, the over two and a half is 11 to 10, so I think that's quite a good angle. I know it's shaving a wee bit off the odds, but it does give you that wee security blanket, I suppose, of having, uh, if there's just uh, two goals scored, then you're still getting half your state back. Yeah, it does. And I think if Dundee United were to lose this match, then that would be th- what, another couple of defeats on the spin for, for United. I, don't think, I think Liam Fox's honeymoon period is over after those two wins at home to Aberdeen and Hibs. But I couldn't call this game in terms of who's going to win this. But I'm fairly certain Motherwell do not want to um, register another defeat and start moving towards the bottom end of the table. Because if United get a win here, they only go a point behind Motherwell. Yeah. And well, we all we all know how poor United have been this season. So, as I say, massive game for both clubs, but back in goals here. Yeah, huge game for United. I mean, they're already three points uh, behind Kilmarnock, and they don't really want that gap to become much bigger at this stage of the season. No, definitely not. It's it's very tight in that bottom six, bottom end of the table. I think there's going to be a lot of movement between now and the end of the season. Um, this could very well be a draw. Hopefully, a two-all draw. Yeah. Okay. So it's a goals line for you. It's over two slash two and a half on the Asian line. Uh, you also played fancy corners for United in this as well as part of a double. Yeah, I've been highlighting corners now in the channel for some time. They're, they're hitting some really good co- uh, numbers, United, for corners, especially at home. I think the last six games have hit six, four, nine, five, five, ten, and six, which is pretty impressive. So they've hit five or more corners now in six of the last seven games, and in their six home games. They've hit five or more in all of them, bar that 9-0 um, hammering by Celtic back in August. <laughs> so I think United Connors here looks very, very solid. Motherwell do concede their fair share, and I'm going to double that up with uh, a bet in the Aberdeen Rangers game. Yep, so let's have a wee look at that just now. It's uh, Rangers at home to Aberdeen. Rangers beaten 3-0 by Napoli last night. Uh, going through a bit of a tough time. Giovanni van Bronckhurst had thrown last week. Livingston uh, took a late goal to get the equaliser, a fairly uh, inept display in midweek before that against Dundee, and pressure starting to build a wee bit on Van Bronckhurst. Uh, Aberdeen coming into the game, four wins and five, uh, they've won their last three, they're in decent shape, Miofsky, is it Miofsky? Yeah, excuse my pronunciation, Born <laughs> form, he's hit eight goals for the season, it should be quite an interesting one at Ibrox on Saturday. It should, especially after Rangers playing last night in Champions League football against Napoli. I must admit, watched that match, Rangers were woeful. They were so far off it. It was really like, like a training game for Napoli. And I, I do think Rangers fans are starting to run out, of, run out of patience a little bit. If they were to lose this match, Rangers, I don't see any way back for Van Bronckhurst. I, I really don't. This has to be a must-win. They've already slipped further behind in the league now, Rangers. And it's a, it's a really, really tough game. For, for them on, on Saturday. As you say, Aberdeen in good, in good form. Obviously, I've highlighted Aberdeen's away form woes this season, but they managed to get three points on the board away at Motherwell last week. So they'll be delighted with that. It's been a fairly positive season for them at home, but on the road, they've struggled and they don't often do well at Ibrox. 
but what a time to play Rangers, I think, here. Um, 7-1 to one for Aberdeen, 1-3 to three for Rangers. I think there's probably a good angle here on Aberdeen to score at 8-11. Uh, I know that's one that Dev McDonald highlighted in the group chat, I think, yesterday or Monday. And, and I think also, I like the look of Aberdeen to get three corners here. And Aberdeen to get three corners, doubled up with Dundee United to get five, is a nice 6-4 to four double. Yeah, it's an angle you've used quite a lot, isn't it? Uh, away team to pick up corners when they've been a big price. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's something we've been doing since the channel started. Um, we've had a lot of success using that market. And we've had a lot of success this season on corner markets. Here, England, Italy and in Norway. Yeah. Aberdeen, just to get three corners is 8-13. to 13. To get four corners is 11-8, to eight, Greg. Yeah, that, that was my initial view, to be fair, on this one. I just think Aberdeen, they don't hit that many corners on the road, albeit this is a great time to play Rangers. If they can um, keep things tight early, early doors, um, I think they'll give them a game this weekend. It all depends on how Aberdeen perform. I just think Rangers just look down and out at the moment, really lacking any creativity. Morelos looks like a, I don't know, he's so overweight, so unfit looking, so he's just not sharp at all. I was surprised he started last night. Yeah, and he didn't absolutely. start with Kolak. He was really surprised by that. I'd expect Kolak to come back in. Um, I do think one of the three Rangers is probably a fair price, but I think there's definitely an angle to be had on Aberdeen Connors over 3.5 at 11 to 8, but I'm happy to double them up with Dundee United. Okay, so just to recap, it's over 4.5 Dundee United Connors and over 2.5 Aberdeen Connors, and that's the double. What does that pay? Uh, 6 to 4. Okay, Uh, next up we'll go to Easter Road where it's in form St Mirren at home to, sorry, away to uh, Hibernian. Hibernian, Greg, are 7-10. Now, I don't have to repeat this, I don't have to keep calling this out, but if we had a podcast last week, my words would have been, can't be back in Hibs at 8-13 at home to St Johnston. Even though it may appear to be the right price, you cannot trust Hibs at home. Yeah. And this season, against 11 men, Hibs have collected four points from 21 against 11 men this season. So the master play against 11 men in seven of their matches this season, and they've only collected four points. Seven to ten for me, no thanks. Absolutely not. St Mirren are on a great run of form at the moment. They've had a fantastic season. Six wins from nine in their last nine games for St Mirren. And they're definitely going to go to Easter Road on Saturday and feel they can come away with at least a draw. It's a difficult game to call, I think, this one. But I couldn't be backing him to that price. Definitely not. And I think just the way St Mirren are playing at the moment, I wouldn't be surprised if they could go there and pick up at least a point in this match. Yeah, wee birdie told me there's a wee bit of unrest already in that Hibs dressing room with the manager. Um, heard that last night. St Mirren look a great price at 41. They do. Um, I think they've got a pretty decent record as well in this fixture against Hibs. Hibs have only won two of the last seven meetings at home against St Mirren. So I, I think Hibs are here, here to be taken on, I think, in this match. Definitely cannot be back in Hibs, so at 7-10. to 10. Uh, Hibs have been pretty good for corners this season. They, they, they weren't so great against St Johnson on Friday night. But I think Hibs fans will be fully expecting to get back onto the winning um, track this weekend and if Hibs were to lose this match at the weekend you'd have to say as is the case with lots of clubs in Scottish football especially the Premiership 
uh, Lee Johnson will be a man under pressure. Yeah, yeah, he's an interesting one, Lee Johnson. I, I can't decide if he's. Uh, it's good that he's too honest, or if he's just too honest for his own good. Sometimes. Yeah, uh, I've not really taken to him this season. I've. I just think there's a air of self entitlement about him. Um, an air of arrogance. It's more like the Lee Johnson show than anything else, and I, I don't think he can motivate me to play for him. Just the way he speaks when he comes across. Just as say. Too. Sorry? Just as well, he doesn't have to. Well, just as well, yeah. <laughs> uh, my only concern, Greg, about St Mirren is, uh, yes, six wins and nine. Uh, interestingly, when they've been beaten, they've been well beaten. The last four def- defeats have been 4-1, 3-0, 3-0 and 4-0. Um, I'm not saying that's a concern, but it's just an interesting pattern, I suppose. No, it's a good shout, actually. I've got my notes here as well that Mother- St Mirren's away form has to improve. Yeah. They've picked up a lot of wins at home this season. Their home form has been excellent. Last season, they really struggled at home, Sitman, but this year it's been fantastic. But away from home, they really need to improve their away form. Yeah. OK, so no bet for us in this one. St Mirren 4-1, we quite like. Just going to throw out there that St Mirren only double chance is 11-10 as well. So that might be of interest to a few people, but certainly stay away for Hibs at 7-10. Yes. <laughs> OK, St George's V Kilmarnock on Saturday. Are you going? Yes, I'll be there on Saturday. Uh, and you guys have got a pretty good record against Kelly recently. We do. We've had a really good run against Kilmarnock. A Kilmarnock side, do you have to say, are in really good shape coming into this match, unbeaten in five. However, Kilmarnock's good work has all been done at home this season. So from the 12 points we've collected so far, they've collected a solitary point away from home. And, and that's something I think Derek McInnes will be looking to change and try and pick up some more points on the road can't rely just in your home form and I think it's going to be that tight at the bottom end of the table Kilmarnock will be in that bottom six I'd imagine and they'll need to start picking up points away from home 2-1 for Kilmarnock 8-5 for St Johnston I must admit I think Friday night's victory at Easter Road probably papered over some of the cracks in that performance for St Johnston if you were on social media last Friday night at half time there was a lot of very very unhappy St Johnston fans we were dire in that first half. Obviously improved massively in the second half, aided by the Hibs red card. And we managed to score kind of two late goals. So we're probably lucky to to leave Easter Road with two, three points last weekend. But we're back at home. Home form has been a problem for us now for a couple of seasons. Eight to five in this match. I couldn't be backing us, but I think given Kilmarnock's away record, this has probably got a draw written all over it. Yeah, another one that looks like a no bet. Actually, yeah. Sorry, yeah. it surprised me to see Kelly are actually five unbeaten, including a uh, win in the cup as well. Um, and to be fair to Derek McInnes, they had that really, really difficult start. Uh, and I suppose he's he's enjoyed a wee bit of a run there where some of the fixtures have been a bit kinder to him uh, over, a, over a period. Yeah, they're probably pretty good value last weekend to beat Ross County. I think they're 21-20 to 20 to win that match. And I think they are really good on that plastic pitch at Rugby Park and that's definitely helping them but as I said they'll need to start picking up more points away from home but I don't think they'll pick up three on Saturday I think it'll be a draw Okay uh, On to Sunday we've got league leaders Celtic who moved four points clear at the weekend a uh, good win against Hearts and a 
reasonably controversial game at Tynecastle, uh, followed obviously by Rangers dropping points to Livingston, whom they play uh, this Sunday. It's a ground Celtic have kind of struggled a wee bit at Greg, although they did kind of lay the goals the last time, good 3-1-1 at Livy last time out, but it was just a third win in eight over Livingston. Yeah, I've got down 1-1-6 one, one so far. Uh, I think Livingston have enjoyed two wins, three draws and a defeat. So as you say, Livingston very much do enjoy this fixture. I have I have been really impressed by Livingston this season. I was there a few weeks ago as they beat us 1-0. And they do cause teams a lot of problems. Um, probably get the old cliches about Livingston, they work hard, but they, they really do. And I think it's going to be a really tough game for Celtic on Sunday. 10-1 uh, for Livingston, 2-7 for Celtic. I think Celtic are back to their best, I would say. Uh, not defensively last week, right enough, at, at Hearts. Yeah. But scoring goals again, looking a threat going forward, and you have to fancy Celtic to win this match. I think looking at this game, I've come up with a pretty solid bet builder in this match, okay. which is over 1.5 Livingston cards, over 1.5 match goals, and over 8.5 match corners. And that pays 21 to 20 on the bet thesis five bet builder. Yeah, I think I think it'd be quite a tight one actually this this weekend. Look, just you touched on Motherwell and how you know although they'd lost games, they're not lost by many. Livingston are the exact same, apart from a bad day at the office at Petodre where they get beat five 0 The other games have only been beaten by a single goal. Um, you know, and they've obviously they drew the Rangers earlier uh, last week. Rangers only beat them two one as well. Um, I think if Celtic still to play them this season. Yeah, I don't think Celtic have played them yet this season. So, yeah, it'll be. Obviously, a proper test for them this weekend. Um, one thing that does pique my interest a wee bit, Greg, is I seen a stat earlier in the week that it's been, I think, it's sixteen or seventeen games since Celtic have been awarded a penalty. Um, and my goodness. And Willie Collum is the referee on Sunday. If anyone is going to end a run, <laughs> it's not been awarded. It's Willie Collum. Uh, as yet, I've not seen a price uh, for a penalty to, to be awarded uh, to Celtic, but that might be that. Well, we could we can only say that's because nobody can get anywhere near any Celtic players in the box. Perhaps that's why there's been no been uh, been no penalties awarded. But it's an interesting view that though. Sixteen yeah. games is quite a lot of time, a lot of matches for a team like Celtic who obviously spend a lot of time in the opposition's box not to get a penalty. Yeah, and with the introduction of VAR, I just think those odds are probably in in our favour a wee bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, just give us a wee recap on that bet builder. So it's um, two cards for Livingston, over 1.5 match goals and over 8.5 match corners at 21 to 20. With bet 365, yeah. Yeah. Okay, last but not least, on Sunday we've got Hearts visit to Ross County. Hearts have very, very good record in this meeting. Uh, Well, I say very good. It's been seven draws in the last ten. Hearts have won the other three. The last four meetings in Dingwall have all been drawn. Hearts in action tonight, Greg, in the Europa Conference. They play lapping side RFS. I expect that they should win tonight at a fairly decent price. Um, and they really need a win, don't they? They do. It's just three wins in 15 now for Robin Nielsen. I know they've played some really tough European games, but I think when you look beyond that, something like four wins in 20, mm-hmm. which is probably un- unacceptable for for Hearts. In this fixture as well, though, as you say, seven of the nine, last nine meetings have been draws, and five of the last six meetings and Dingwall been draws. There's absolutely no chance I'm taking Hearts to even money. 
Absolutely not. Hearts away from this season, one win in six away from home. I think this game's best left alone. Ross County haven't had a great season at all, but I'd be looking for a bit more on, on Hearts, just given how they've performed recently. They're away from home, they're playing tonight, and they've got a, a long trek up to Dingwall on Sunday. So I, I don't know if they're going up there Saturday night or first thing Sunday morning, but definitely not a match to be getting involved in on Hearts to win. Now, in four of those last nine, uh, finish now now. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, very tight fixture, this. There's never much between the sides. And I think Ross County always tend to give Hearts a game. Yeah. So even taking out the equation Hearts has formed this season so far, the fact that Ross County do give Hearts a game, especially in Dingwall, it's quite easy enough for me to leave this one. Please don't get suckered in by the even money. I don't think even money is a good place at all. Even at five to four, I'd still probably be questioning it. Yeah, that now now might be the best shout because uh, Ross County have only scored six goals this season in twelve games. Terrible. Yeah, they've really struggled for goals this season. I, th- I think we expected they would, having lost some of their key players from last year. But there's plenty of other stuff to be getting involved in this weekend, and this match isn't one of them. Okay, okay. Let's have a look at the madhouse that is the championship. <laughs> I think there's six. Top six are all separated by just three points as we head into the weekend. There's two games uh, on Friday night. Um, it's here United who are back at the top of the table, Greg. It is indeed. They um, they hammered part of this 0-4-2 on Tuesday night. We had over 2.5 match goals in that game, which cruised in in the first half. Um, the problem with this league is nobody wants to go on a run no. of three, four, five wins. It's very, very volatile. Um, teams are very inconsistent it's a very competitive league but in terms of the quality in the league it's the poorest it's been, even last season you you would say it's been a bit more quality the way that Kilmarnock and Arbroath played, but this year as you say, top six all separated by three points so it's I don't. It's a very, very tricky card this weekend in Scotland overall and this weekend's card in the Championship is even trickier, I think. I really struggle to find anything at all from the Championship this, this weekend. Dundee are away to Queen's Park. I think the jury's still out on Dundee, especially their away form. Uh, Queen's Park have picked up. They had a fantastic result last weekend, hammering Thistle 4 now. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of takes me out of the equation of back in Dundee. Can't be trusting Inverness away to Morton. Partick Thistle have shipped 12 goals in seven days. Yeah. <laughs> um, 4-1 at Aberdeen, out the cup. 4-0 at home to Queen's Park, then 4-2 away to Ayr on Tuesday. They're 6-4 away to Wraith Rovers on Saturday. Again, not a match I could be getting involved in. Yeah, one of the things we have discussed regularly in the Championship is the potential for five draws, and this weekend looks like a weekend where you might want to get on that. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I can't really call any of these ones... Air travel to Arbroath, and I don't like backing against Arbroath at home. No. A lot of their matches do tend to be very, very low scoring, very tight games. You've then got Hamilton v Cove again. Dross is actually probably a really good strength this weekend across the five matches. Yeah, uh, Dev McDonald special. I think they've always pair them three, four, and five, which is probably the best way to go with that one. Yeah, absolutely. I think three out of five landed last weekend, and I wouldn't be surprised to see at least three land again this weekend. Okay, into League One, and it's Dunfermline who are top in League One. They lost for the first time last weekend to Montrose, the first defeat of the season. Uh, 
and they looked pretty solid this weekend though, Greg, against Kelty Hearts. Oh, sorry, actually, Kelty Hearts had actually a pretty decent form. They won five of the last six. In fact, their only defeat is, is coming to Edinburgh, uh, FC Edinburgh. Um, it's a tough one, this one. I think Kelty Hearts went to Falkirk last weekend and won 3-2. Yeah. In really good form at the moment. You'd have to say that 8-15 is probably fair. Um, might be looking for a little bit more than 8-15. But again, a bit like the Championship, it's a really tough league to to back teams to win. I think you're better sticking with goals in these in these lower leagues in Scotland. But 8-15 will have its backers, and it'll probably go off shorter than that, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously have been pretty solid this season. Without setting the heather ablaze at the moment, they're getting results on Fairman. Yeah, and you'd probably expect them just to edge past Kilty Hearts in this one. Speaking of goals, one game I did want to mention to you was Airdrie Onions v Montrose. 16 goals scored in the last two meetings between these two. A 6-4 and a 4-2. Yeah, it's a fixture that brings up a lot of goals. Airdrie, unfortunately, can't defend. Uh, Montrose are scoring goals as well, so 7-10 for over 2.5 match goals. What I've noticed is the bookies this week have been a bit naughty and they're pricing a lot of the games in League 2 and League 1. You'd normally get me 4 to 5, 17 to 20. They've been priced at 7 to 10s um, and 4 to 6. So they have shortened it a little bit. And to be fair, probably right. It's probably the right price for some of these games. Yeah. We're still getting 4 to 5, which are still backable as a single. But they're just shortening them a little bit um, for this weekend's games. Yeah, they're at it. <laughs> yeah, that's it, you're right. <laughs> uh, another one we want to discuss is Edinburgh at Peterhead. Now, pre-podcast, I had highlighted to you the 5-6 to six on Edinburgh, who are second in the table, at bottom of the table, Peterhead. Peterhead have failed to score in four. Um, FC Edinburgh have won four out of the last five, and I just thought 5-6 to six looked a big price, but you are less keen. It's just a hunch that I've got and there's no case to be made backing against Edinburgh City here. They are in great form. Peterhead are just in dire straits at the moment, conceding goals every week, losing every week. I just, I just got a feeling that it's not going to pan out the way we all expect it to. And I think we, we had that with Elgin versus Forfar um, two weeks ago when we had Paul Peach in the podcast and we're questioning why Elgin were such a good price. I think I said, listen, that, that league, there's, I wouldn't be surprised to see Forfar go there and get a result, despite how well Elgin City have been playing recently. But well, I'll be sitting here at quarter to five on Saturday, and it'll be 2 0 Edinburgh City. But <laughs> if it is I'm a, not, sorry. I'm not talking anybody out of it, because you can't. There's, 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 no, there's no case to be made for Peter Head to get a result in this match, but I'm just leaving it for this week. And I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, the the games actually between the team that's conceded the most goals, 31 goals in Peter Head's case against the team that scored the most goals, 24 in Edinburgh, uh, FC Edinburgh's case, it's 8-11. to 11. FC Edinburgh has scored two as well, Greg. Yeah, that's very attractive given Peter Head have pretty much conceded two goals in almost every match this season. I think the only match they didn't concede two goals was that solitary win when they yeah. beat Kelty Hearts 2-1. Yeah, but yeah, Edinburgh City have quite rightly will have its backers this weekend, and you'd fully expect them to go to Peterhead and and get the win. But to be fair, I always respect a Greg Brown and Hunch. No, <laughs> oh, that's very kind of you to say. I, I, I just think for me, there's other stuff on this weekend that I like the look of, um, and I'm just going to miss this tonight this weekend. 
Okay, so one of those other things that you do like to look off, you posted earlier this week on the channel and it's Aloha at home to an absolutely awful looking Clyde. Yeah, definitely. Aloha, 4-6 to six to win this match, which I think could be supernat material on, on its own at 4-6. to six. Aloha back at home, a really good win last weekend, away to Peterhead, a 2-0 victory. They've scored two or more goals now in five of their six home games and they're playing against a Clyde side who are... Absolutely disarray. Nine consecutive defeats for Clyde. Must be the worst record in um, the UK at the moment. Yeah. And they've lost two goals or more in all nine matches. Danny Lennon, the manager, has been put on what they've called paid absence or gardening leave or something like that. And I think that's on the basis that they can't afford to sack him. Mm. He's on a two-year deal, can't afford to sack him. So I said, listen, we'll still pay you piss off <laughs> so Alan Moore's in charge at the moment now I don't like backing against sides who've just let the manager go but he can't make a case for Clyde in this match I think Aloha at home scoring goals I think there's a really good angle here on Aloha to win and over 1.5 match goals at 21 to 20 and that looks a really solid bet for me and probably the best bet in the league one this, this, this weekend yeah, so you posted that earlier in the week uh, to see if that price holds up before the kickoff no, I absolutely won't hold up. I fully expect Aloha to go off at 8-15 to 15 on, on Saturday, yeah, okay. if not less. So get on that one early. Uh, okay, yes. dip into League 2. It's been a tough week all season. Greg Sterling Albion have gone top uh, by virtue of goal difference. They host Bonnie Rigg. Uh, I thought Sterling at 46 was a pretty decent price. They've won their last five, scoring 15 goals. Whereas Bonnie Rigg start to struggle, just two wins in eight in the league. Uh, and they get knocked out of the Scottish Cup last weekend as well. Yeah, absolutely right. The 46 on Sterling Albion looks very, very solid. And I'd be more than happy to add that to the accumulator um, this weekend. I think this weekend's quite a tough card in the fact that it was Scottish Cup weekend last weekend. Mm-hmm. Very disappointing from the bookmakers last weekend. We only got places out first thing Saturday morning, Terrible. which is unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. So what it does do is it kind of, you're not, you're not starting again, but the kind of form kind of goes out the window a little bit from the previous weeks. So there's quite a few games I like to look off for goals in this league that I'll share in the channel, but I'm probably going to miss out um, putting anything up in the podcast this weekend at the moment. Although I do fancy Sterling Albion at 46 as you do. Yeah. Okay. Anything else across Scotland before we wrap up? No, nothing else from Scotland. Probably just a call out on the Oberstligen in Norway. So it's, it's the final round of games this weekend on Saturday at two o'clock. I think I highlighted in the channel last weekend that all eight matches over 2.5 goals were worth backing at 17 to 1. And that landed, which is which is great. Um again, it's 15 to 1 this weekend, so I certainly wouldn't put anyone off backing all eight games in the Oberstligen over 2.5 goals. Yeah, let's hope the finishing style in the Oberstligen this weekend. Um okay, can you give us a wee recap of your bets this weekend? Yeah, so starting off in the Scottish Premiership. I've got Dundee United versus Motherwell and I'm taking over two and 2.5 Asian goals at 9-10. to 10. So that's half states back and there's two goals. And I've got a corners double. Dundee United over 4.5 match corners and Aberdeen over 2.5 match corners and that double pays 6-4 with bet 365. Uh, moving into Sunday, we've got a bet builder from Livingston v Celtic and I'm taking over 1.5 Livingston cards 
over 1.5 match goals and over 8.5 match corners. And that appears 21 to 20 on the bet thesis five bet builder. And finally, in the League One, I'm taking Aloha v Clyde and Aloha to win and over 1.5 match goals at 21 to 20. And I'll also have other stuff shared on the channel before the weekend. Yeah, good stuff. Now, don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg, where you can find out details on how to join that private channel. And as he says, there'll be more bets on there for the week, uh, for the weekend, uh, ahead of the end of the month, which is looking like an eighth month uh, in profit in a row. Yeah, it's been a fabulous month, October. I think we're sitting on 26 units profit for the month, which is tremendous. Um, and that'll be our eighth consecutive month of profit. It's been a great season so far for us, so long may it continue. OK, that's us for this weekend. Uh, if you enjoy what we do, then please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next weekend with a look ahead to Scottish football, and we should be touching base with David Weatherston again with a Norway podcast. Have a good weekend, and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys, and good luck.